Alrighty, I want to welcome everybody out today to a brand new episode of the I Am Salt Lake podcast. If this is your first time here and you're wondering what this show is all about, let me just take a minute, introduce myself really quick. Uh, my name is Chris Hollifield. Not only am I one of the hosts of the podcast, but I'm also a real estate agent here in the Salt Lake Valley. I'm with Keller Williams. And I want to thank you for joining me for another episode of this awesome podcast where we're showcasing awesome people right here in the Salt Lake Valley. Like I mentioned, I'm a real estate agent and I would love to help you find your next home. So depending on if you're thinking of moving to Salt Lake City, maybe you live in Salt Lake City and you're just looking to move across town, I would love to chat with you. I would love to discuss your options. Give me a call. Shoot me a text. Uh, my number is 801 801- 244-2908. Today on the podcast, I get a chat with a friend of mine, Brian Parrish, who is the host of an awesome podcast, which everybody needs to check out. It's called Parish the Thought, which I was actually a guest on uh, a little while back. And anyway, such a great guy. I've gotten to know him better. He's come to our Utah Podcast Coalition meetups, and I've just gotten to know him. And I was like, man, I got to bring you on I Am Salt Lake and find out your story a little bit more. So I brought him on here. Such a great guy, such a great story. We're going to get into that. We're going to find out about him, his podcast, and we actually get to talk about him as a real estate agent, which I know I've mentioned a few times that I wasn't going to turn this podcast into a real estate podcast, but it just happens that I know all these amazing realtors and so I want to find out their story. So, so bear with me, you guys, as, as I chat with these awesome people. The website for the podcast is IamSaltLake.com. This is the home where all the episodes live. You can go there and listen to them right there on the website. You can share them from the website. And uh, all the links to connect with me are right there online. So go check it out, IamSaltLake.com. And uh, yeah, share some of those back episodes because I'm sure there's some good ones in there that you're like, oh, wow, they were on the podcast. Oh, wow, they were on the podcast. I have been doing this podcast for almost 10 years now. And so I'm sure there is a, a conversation with somebody in the Salt Lake Valley that you know, and you're like, man, that, that's really cool. Anyway, like I said, this week's episode is with Brian Parrish. What a great guy. Such a fun story. Such a great dude. And I'm serious, go check out his podcast. But anyway, enough chit-chat on my end. Let's jump into that conversation that I have with Brian. Enjoy. So I got Brian Parrish on the show today. This I'm, I'm actually really excited for this one, Brian. This has been kind of a long time in the making. I know uh, before we started recording, we mentioned like, how did, how did our paths even cross? How did we meet each other? And, and you mentioned how you just reached out to me. You were listening to some episodes of I Am Salt Lake. Uh, and then you do a podcast, which we're going to get into here in just a minute. But what's really cool is you actually also do real estate, which is just kind of uh, a fluke. The fact that I do real estate now, um, you know, but uh, so yeah. I'm, I'm excited to kind of get to know you a little bit, Brian, and introduce you to the uh, I Am Salt Lake world, the I Am Salt Lake podcast listeners, and hopefully even get some of them over to uh, your podcast and, li and listen to some of your, your episodes. Let's see what kind of magic we can make happen. <laughs> so Brian, you know, I'm going to start a little bit different on this episode. I've been starting a couple of episodes this way, but I kind of want to start right with like, what brings you joy? What do you like to do outside of work, outside of all that stuff you do? What, what brings joy to your life? You know, my podcast does. And prior to that, when I started four years ago, I didn't have any hobbies. 
and I was just muddling through life, had a job, had jobs, and didn't really have anything that brought me any value. I mean, obviously, I was a dad and a husband, and you know, the obligatory doing all that brought me happiness, but there was nothing for me that filled my tank. And then I started, I've always been generally interested in people and a podcast just made perfect sense. So that's what I love doing. And if I could somehow replace my real estate income with talking to people, I would do that in a heartbeat. That's interesting that you said that like about hobbies and not having any hobbies. Um, Cause sometimes I feel the same way, except like, I'm like, the only hobby I have is podcasting. Then I, you know, I think about other things I do, you know, but I think as we get older, and I don't know if you found this to be true, Brian, but we get so consumed with uh, work and then even family that we forget to take a little bit of time for ourselves and create a hobby or something that we enjoy doing. You know, I used to look at other guys that have, have boats and motorcycles and hobbies, and I'm, I used to think, what, was there something wrong with me? Or I, I honestly looked at them and I'm like, that's pretty selfish, but it's not. They are just trying to bring themselves some, you know, fill their tank, as they say. Now, how long have you been doing podcasting? How long have you been doing this? Four years. Four years. I didn't realize you've been doing it this long. Yeah, well, I there was probably about a six or eight month span where I didn't do anything after I started. And then just realized that I loved it and I like talking to people and there's no shortage of stories. So I just started getting into a kind of a regular routine with it. And, uh, now here we are. Well, let, let's jump. I mean, we're, let's jump into the podcast and what, uh, the name of the podcast for, for people listening, how, how can they find it? I'll let you just say the name and, and all that. Yeah. This is my last name. Perish the thought. I've always heard that phrase my whole life. And so I'm like, that's a perfect name. So we're doing it and that's, it's stuck and that's what I have. So it's just perish the thought. When you were in the beginning stages, I mean, did you like just teach yourself? I mean, did you get a coach or did you take some classes or how did you learn podcasting? man? I just, I just started yapping into my phone. Really? Just doing little monologues of just thoughts I had driving in the car and just started doing it. And then I started asking people uh, to come on and people I wanted to talk to. And I had some neighbors that were interesting people. And just one of my neighbors was the 911 operator. So I asked her if she would, you know, let me interview her and then just started looking around. And, and actually, you know, one of the things that inspired it to get going was, uh, there was a TV show on BYU TV called the story Trek. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not. It, it sounds um, familiar. Yeah. It was eight, like eight seasons and it was a former, uh, news reporter, uh, Todd Hansen. And he would just go around randomly to these towns and knock on a door with his camera and say, what's your story? Oh yes. And, I know this show. Yeah. yeah. And people would, would hesitate and him and haw and like, who am I? Nobody wants to hear my story. I got nothing in my life. is boring. Blah, blah, blah. And he'd poke him a little bit and everybody had something. And he would always come up with some just interesting little tidbit, little 15 minute segments. And then when he was done with that, he would put a map of the town on the ground and have that person drop a Sharpie marker on the map and wherever it landed, that's where he'd go. And it was that random, but that was the magic of it. Do you know if is this show going on anymore still? It's not anymore. Uh, I interviewed him probably a year ago, but he's just, he's starting up a new one and it's called, um, you got a story. So he's doing it again with a new twist. Okay. Okay. Just basically that, you know, if you've breathed life or if you breathed the breath of air in, in, in your lifetime, then you have a story to tell. 
Have you have you thought about doing that? Have you thought about just going and knocking on people's door and and, and seeing? If well, I, in essence, I do that. I just reach out to people, and you know, people in my neighborhood, or or I see someone on, uh, just for example, the other day, someone in my neighborhood, she posted that she was reading her own children's book to her kids' class, so she wrote this little, you know, twenty-page children's book, and so I'm thinking, well, there's another story right there. I want to know the why behind her little children's book. Yeah. So it's as random as that. I just see something that interests me. And um, for example, I've, there's a lady I work with who immigrated from El Salvador back in the 90s when that civil war was going on. Mm-hmm. So that's she's on my on my hit list to to bring on and talk her story just coming to America and what that was like, what fleeing that country was like. So that's cool. So, so your podcast is really just everyday people, really. I mean, there's yeah. not uh, like, like, you know, I talk to, I try to talk to business owners or artists, musicians, kind of somebody more with that theme. I mean, you're just talking to everyday people. Anybody about anything except poetry. That bores me to death. I won't talk about poetry. I don't <laughs> think at least not yet. <laughs> so, but yeah, there's, there's, there's no end. There's no, there's, there's never, uh, there's, a shortage of stories. Yeah. It's, you know, the biggest struggle is just scheduling people. Yeah. But yeah, so it's, it's exciting. And how many, I mean, are you doing, how many episodes a month are you doing? Uh, ideally four, but you know, two nowadays, I think I'm, I just hit the hundred mark, hundred episode mark, you know, a few months ago. So it's, it's a hobby. I don't make any money with it. It's a hobby. So it gets backburnered a lot. Yeah. But I love it. I, I I know that that that's what kind of fires me up and gives me some energy. Does it kind of bum you out when you have to back burner it like that? Yeah, I mean, I, it's a it's a priority. I just choose to um, because it's it's easy. You know, I need to go out and sell a house or something, and that's a little more pr- pr- priority with the family. But I, the whole time I'm doing it, I'm thinking, man, I, who can I talk to next? And I I found some people through real estate. Um, other realtors that I've interviewed just about their successes and things like that. So yeah, I, I would like to do this more. It's just the, the struggle of the, like, I love the talking part. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And as soon as I'm done, I want to be done. I want someone else to do all the editing. Cause I don't like that part. It bores me to tears and it just, the time it takes. Yeah. And I don't, and I have a very simple system that I use. It's ridiculously simple, but it still takes me the time to go in and cut it up and, now, when you say a simple system, what it, what is that? What do you mean by that? It's just a it's a software called Anchor. It's a free software that just does. I I upload my file to that, and then I add all my bumper music to it, and and I can go in. The only editing ability I have is just to go in and and cut out pauses or you know ums and ahs, you know the usual things we don't like to say. Sure, sure. And I just keep it that simple. I've actually thought about switching over to Anchor. You know, I was. Um... I, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of Anchor for the longest time, but now they've been around for a little while. And I mean, they're owned by Spotify and all that. I'm like, okay, yeah. maybe I'll, maybe I'll check them out. I mean, they're free. You can't beat that for a, it's free. for a it's podcast. Lim- it's very, yeah. It's very limiting on what you can do, but the fact that it's so simple and the fact that they launch it onto 10 different platforms for yeah. me, is a no brainer really. All right. We're going to take just a minute now and talk about one of our awesome sponsors. UtahMarijuana.org. I know you guys uh, that have been listening to this podcast for a while, you probably heard me talk about them. Well, if you didn't know, medical marijuana is legal in the state of Utah, and UtahMarijuana.org is your number one spot for all things medical marijuana. 
medical cannabis, CBD, and THC. UtahMarijuana.org's team of medical cannabis experts, they're going to make getting your medical card easy. From your first office visit to navigating the state card application and beyond. With over 20 compassionate and highly skilled qualified medical providers ready to help you find relief, you won't have to search for a doctor that's willing to recommend cannabis treatment to you. The patient experience team at utahmarijuana.org is dedicated to helping you get all the way through the process so you can get your medicine legally. Right now, they're offering an exclusive discount to I Am Salt Lake listeners. Use the code GREEN25. This is going to give you $25 off your first visit, and it'll also let them know that you're a listener of the podcast. So again, that code is GREEN25. Save yourself $25 off your first visit and uh, take control of your health. Again, utahmarijuana.org is their website. Head on over there. Check out where all their locations are. They have locations all up and down the Wasatch Front, depending on where you live. And uh, let them know you heard about them on the podcast. And many thanks to utahmarijuana.org for being one of our awesome sponsors. Let's get back into the podcast. What was the hardest part for you with getting your podcast going, do you think? Doing it. Doing the first one just being afraid of having it not be perfect, which is a stupid mentality, but we all have it off, you know, very often and thinking I had to have all these ducks in a row and get it perfect. And, and I was listening to uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if you know who he is. Yeah. Just a social media guru and a long time ago. And he really inspired me. He says, just, just try stuff. Who cares? Don't worry about the perfection. Don't worry about the followers. Don't worry about who's listening. Just just do it. Do the first one, then do the second one, then the third and fourth and so on. And I just started doing that. And it becomes easier every time. You know, I still I feel like I struggle every time and always learning new things. And I even have a little cheat sheet or a cue card to certain words that I'm trying not to say every time. Mm-hmm. And I've probably said all of them since we've been talking. <laughs> but just to kind of make it more professional. Um, so you just keep trying and you keep doing it. But you know, it's, it's funny when you say try to make it professional when it's like people just want authentic and real, you know, when yes. you're, when you're too polished and when you're too perfect, it just, it just comes across way too stiff Fake. in my opinion. And so I'm really trying to learn cause I used to be the same way, man. I, I would spend, 40 hours editing one episode of I am Salt Lake trying to make every little thing perfect. And it's like, you make people sound so stiff and robotic. If you, yeah. if you don't um, leave a little bit of that naturalness in, in the, uh, in the interview. Oh, even, even the, like, you know, doing, we all do these things from home and all the COVID, I call them the COVID backgrounds, yeah. dogs, UPS trucks, UPS trucks, setting dogs off. I mean, all this, so I just, I just roll with it now. I'm like, well, there's my, uh, there's my COVID background music. <laughs> you just have it's Yeah. Because it's real. It's more relatable to people. So, but I love it. It's fun. Dude, that's cool. So, I mean, our listeners really could go over to your podcast, perish the thought, listen to your pod. I mean, get to know more awesome people in Utah, because I would imagine everybody you're chatting with is from Utah, right? I mean, or not from Utah, but in Utah or no. Most of the people are here, but I have, you know, the, the beauty of the internet is I can tap into somebody anywhere. That's true. That's true. 
you know, one of my, I've had on three times is, uh, he's, uh, an Irishman and he has a podcast called, uh, freedom's disciple. So, but well, again, with the beauty of the internet, it's so easy to have him on. Like he's right here with me. Yeah. So, and it's no more wonky sound than someone, you know, in the next room. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. So, so I'll, anybody, anywhere. What is your uh, setup now that you mentioned you, you kind of have a mobile setup now? What, uh, I mean, if you don't mind sharing that. Oh, I just, I've got a couple, uh, sure brand microphones and then a, uh, a zoom mixer. Okay. Just, just, just goes right onto a, a little SD card. And then I just throw that into my laptop and go from there. Do you have like the, the zoom H4 or the H6, do you know, or? Uh, is it the P4. one with the with pod the, track zoom pod track P4? That's what it is. Oh, the P4. Oh, that's even, that's even one of the newer ones. I, that's, that's one I haven't played with yet. Yeah. But, uh, it, uh, I've done one interview with it and it seemed to work out pretty good so far. And, and I, when I first started, I used to just do it from a closet because the sound was, you know, all the clothes in a closet are perfect for yeah. absorbing sound. Has doing a podcast, has it helped your real estate career? I don't know. I couldn't quantify that. Okay. Um, in terms of maybe exposure, sure. But it's not something I can say, yeah, because I did this interview, I got this many deals. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which is fine. I mean, I'm, my, my goal isn't to, isn't really to do that, but if it happens, great. But that's not my, my intention is just to find interesting stories and, and talk about them and, and get to know people. And the more awkward and uncomfortable that those are the ones I want to do more of. You're just doing it solely for you. I mean, that's really why you do your podcast. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Well, let's talk about, let's talk about real estate. How long have you, how long have you been doing real estate and, and what got you into it? Uh, almost four years. I was, I had been a graphic designer for 20 plus years and I got burnt out with that world. And actually in the, in, uh, towards the end of that career, I had was started to build a home with Arrive Homes and that's the company I worked for. And during that process, I did one of the dumbest things you can do. And I quit my job because I was having anxiety, like crippling anxiety, like I'd never experienced in my life. And I bailed on my job <clears throat> during the build, which was just about killed my wife and she about killed me, but we managed to make it happen. And so I started working for a contractor being a, you know, a, a construction grunt, just doing everything because I could do anything. And one of his sons was one of the owners of Arrive Homes at the time. And I got burnt out working for him because I was 48 at the time and thinking to myself, this is a young man's game and I'm making 20 bucks an hour and I'm almost 50 and it was a joke. So I went to them to see if there was like a construction job so I could work for them doing it. And he said, just get your license and sell for us. You're good with people. you got a good personality. Just do that. And so I had was kind of at the end of my rope and said, fine, I'm doing it and just did it. And so glad I did and wish I would have done it 20 years ago <clears throat> just for the freedom that it's allowed me and the growth, the personal growth and career growth that I've had that I, you know, and no longer just working a job anymore and surviving. I was surviving my whole life and that just gets old. So explain to me a little bit of like what you do, like what is a typical day? Like I, for me, I mean, I'm obviously taking people around and showing them homes all over the Valley with you. 
you're just showing people arrive homes. Is that what I understand? Is that kind of how yeah. it works with what you do? We, yeah, we have, there's 12 agents on our sales team and we have five or six model homes around Utah County. And every month we, we do a, a little draft and we pick the days we're going to sit in the model homes and work the model homes. And so primarily most, you know, our, our leads, unlike you, we're, we're not going out ground pounding cold call and trying to get them people are coming to us they're coming to our, our website uh they're calling our sales phone because they want new construction so it's it comes to us and so we show them our models we show them homes that are being built if we don't have a model of that particular one and walk them through the process walk them through the floor plans and various stages of construction and then and then with if they sign up and want to build then we we get them under contract get them into our design center and and just kind of hold their hand through the whole process. And it's about a year from now, from start to finish of building a home from start to finish. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's hard work where, you know, whereas like an outside agent like yourself, you may be 30, 45 days, depending, you know, on a, on a contract cycle. Sure. Obviously if you're working with someone for months, trying to find them something, that's a longer process, but it's a shorter process. Trying to find them something in this inventory, man. This is, uh, I, don't, I guess you probably yeah. don't really deal with inventory well, no, problems. Well, no, we do because we, we are limited on inventory uh, as well. And so anything we have available, we've got multiple offers on all of our lots, our spec homes that come available. There's four or five or six of us with multiple interested people. So we have to fight for everything too. So it's it's brutal on all fronts pretty much and maybe you can't explain this brian and, and and you know i didn't prep you with questions so if you if you can't explain That's this okay. i could even cut this out but you know people are asking me all the time they're like why why don't these builders just build more homes why why like we, we, in your case why aren't you guys just building more homes i mean is there a is there a simple answer for that yes and no i guess two years ago my answer would have been we just have to grow the team. We have to grow, get our team, uh, you know, get more people on the staff. And, and we've doubled the size of Arrive since I've been there in four years. Uh, and our struggle now is finding people. To work for you, to build find the homes. Framers. We can't, yeah. yeah. Or, or they're being poached by other builders or for, you know, a dollar more an hour. They're either just finding people that want to work is the challenge. And um, material shortages, uh, delays, supply chain. I know it's it's kind of a cliche thing now, but that's the reality. We just can't seem to get uh, product fast enough mm -hmm. to meet the demand. So, you know, our our overall build time from contract to closing is now about twelve to fifteen months. Wow, and that's why. Dude, that is crazy. Just logistics, finding, you know, getting people, growing the staff, getting the equipment, getting the getting the land because we struggle with the same thing with the land. Yeah. You're finding that and making that happen and that's gone up in value. And so everybody, it, this whole COVID thing really made me more aware of how connected we all really are. And if one part of that chain gets you know weakened, the whole weak chain, weak link thing is reality. All righty, you guys, we got a brand new sponsor for this episode. I'm really excited to share with you guys. TJ Heidenreich from Cross Country Mortgage. You might remember him from the podcast. We've had him on quite a few times. Uh, it's been a minute since he's been on the show, but he is a sponsor now. 
When you go to TJ for your mortgage needs, he truly wants to understand your goals and priorities so that he can offer a home loan that's right for you. You may be a first-time home buyer, or maybe you're a long-time homeowner. You may be buying an investment property or looking for a renovation loan. He offers a wide range of loan programs, from FHA and VA to conventional and jumbo. You are an individual and his recommendations will respect your unique circumstances. Communication is key to TJ and sharing information is as important as listening to him. He'll make sure you know what's happening with your mortgage as it progresses through the process and will be available to answer all your questions. He'll be with you every step of the way from application to closing and beyond. Whether you are buying, refinancing, or renovating, TJ Heidenreich is ready to give you the outstanding home loan experience that you deserve. Give TJ a call today at 801-694-1733 or shoot him an email at tj.heidenreich at myccmortgage.com and let him know that you heard about him on I Am Salt Lake Podcast. Again, his number is 801-694-1733 and his email is tj.heidenreich at myccmortgage.com. And many thanks to uh, TJ Heidenreich for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Very true. And that actually even goes back to, I mean, your podcast of the stories of people like if you were to sit and listen to people, just anybody, even listeners right now, you would find we're all so more connected than we realize. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, so most of the homes, they're all in Utah County, right? Is that for people listening, I guess, if is that where mostly you guys are building? We have yeah, primarily Utah County, and then we have one 55 plus community in Harriman that we're part of. That's, I think that might be a one-off. We might, we might branch out, but right now we're just trying to perfect it in Utah County. Yeah. I don't know if I have, I mean, maybe there's a few people listening that are 55 plus. I don't know. Maybe they want to move into that. Well, I'm only two, I'm two years away from qualifying for one of those. That's the scary thing. Isn't that, isn't that wild when we get older? Like sometimes I look at my age and I'm like, oh wow. Okay. I'm old enough for this now or old enough for this, or I should be doing this with the doctor. You yeah. Know? That's old people. That's what old people do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh man. It's wild, but here we are. <laughs> You know, what do you, what do you think of this influx of all these people moving to Utah? Like, what are your thoughts with all that? Cause I mean, it, it's a catch 22, I'm sure. Right. Like it gives you yeah. business, but it's, it's also getting to be a pain in the butt to drive around that. And you know, I, I can't fault people for moving here because I I'm from California twice. Okay. Uh, moving to Utah and it is nuts when you're driving around, especially you Orem or Salt Lake, just the, the travel, of course, you know, someone coming from California, they're saying, quit whining. You guys do not have travel problems here. <laughs> but in comparison, it's relative to us. It is it is kind of crazy. And I sound like an old man. I moved to Elkridge four years ago or five years ago, and I can say, there was nothing behind me. It was just fields and deer. I, I, I'm that now. And now you got and neighbors, right? And now I got neighbors. And then, you know, then when you move in, you don't want anyone moving in around you. I think one time my wife was like, we can't let someone build behind us. And I was thinking, hey, we can't be those people that move into the town and then sign a petition to keep the town small after we get there. That's not really fair. But, you know, there's good people coming here. 
that's what I have to look at it too. Cause I see a lot of, you know, I've seen a lot of real estate signs for the development that have been vandalized with, you know, colorful metaphors saying, go home, get out, F you, but there's good people that move in here and everyone here, everyone moving here isn't a crazy person trying to destroy the state. And there's a lot of that thinking, especially, you know, people coming from California being that California is a blue state and Utah's a red state. There's a lot of, there's a lot of that mentality, like, Getting them damn liberals coming to Utah mess it up. Yeah, you know that's not that's not always the case. So you've seen real estate signs vandalized? Yeah, really? I haven't mm-hmm. seen that yet. Yeah, it's uh, it was a new it's a new thing that I've seen recently. So it was, I love uh, that people are blaming us though. You know, like it's our fault that people are moving I, here. It's like, I know, it, I know. That's the. Uh, it's like I can't fight. You know, let's be close the gates. I guess. Yeah. You know, charge admission, maybe. <sighs> but can't, can't blame them. I mean, like you said, the mountains are beautiful. I mean, the 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 weather really is is is. I mean, we get four seasons, but none of it is drastic. No, it is. We've got nothing. We've got no challenge in terms of nature. Yeah. There's no challenges here. A little bit of muck in the winter, maybe, but outside of that, what it might it might reach a hundred a couple of days a year? Yeah, I think we're we got it made here, really. So you're from California. Is that where you were born and raised or what? Where's, yeah, where's is I, that home or what? Yeah. Yeah. Northern, Northeastern California in a really small town of about a hundred people. And then, uh, the second time I moved from Palm Springs. Okay. So you moved, you so you're from Northern and then you came to Utah and then moved back to California. Or how did that work? Out? I went, I came to Utah, I went to Utah state, tried okay. to get smart and went over to Colorado state and still tried to get smart. Graduated, lived there for a while, then moved to Palm Springs, and that's where I met my wife. And then we moved back here 16 years ago. Palm so Springs. That's why I, I say we're here from we're here from California twice. Dude, Palm Springs is a great place, man. I I grew up in uh, Ventura. I don't know if I ever told you that. I think I did. Oh, I, no, you probably I, heard you it somewhere. Or something. I think Ventura is a little more exciting than Palm Springs. Palm Springs was just hot and hot. And yeah, I didn't, I wasn't a big fan of the desert, but it's got its beauty, beauty on its all on its own. And how long have you been here in Utah then now? 16 years. This time. Dude, that is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love it here. I love the mountains. I love the seasons. And that's why we moved back. It was Palm Springs was just beautiful every day and it just get, it got old. Yeah. Yeah, As weird as that sounds uh, when it's Christmas, I want to know it's Christmas. See, and I'm, I'm, I'm fine without snow for Christmas. I'm fine with yeah. that. I don't know. I've, you would think I'd need snow living here in Utah, but, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I like the warmer days. I'm more of a fan of the warmer days. I'm really getting excited for, for spring and summer here, you know? Yeah. And the, the older I'm getting, the more I'm liking, you know, or, or like the less I'm liking longer winters. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. I'm ready for <laughs> So, oh, you know, that's awesome. It's good. Tell, tell us a little bit about. I know this is your, you know, I'm on your show, but your real estate career. You just recently got in. Yeah. Why'd you do that? Well, you know, I mean, it, it really is. I mean, the the story. I know I've shared it in a couple of different outlets, but the story is really because of this podcast. It led me to a real estate career because doing this podcast. You know, I've been doing this for uh, this is my 10 years uh, anniversary of doing it this year. You know, I always thought, you know, maybe I'll make something of the podcast. Maybe I'll, I could do this full time. And 
it, it just wasn't happening. I always enjoyed it, but I was like, you know, I just, this is not working out to do this as, as my full-time job and real estate kind of came along. Gosh, this was probably eight years ago. I got introduced to uh, city home collective. I don't know if you're familiar with those guys at all. <clears throat> and I recorded some podcasts actually out of their uh, location and it was at that moment getting to meet those guys and just their attitude of Salt Lake City. And, you know, it's like, hey, we've lived all these places, but we want to make Salt Lake City a city that we're proud of and that we love. It was like that really resonated with me. And I was like, this is really cool. These guys are, you know, they're they're young, hip people. They're not just old, greasy dudes that sell real estate. And it, it was always tucked away in the back of my mind. And eventually... Um, I just did it. I, I just took the classes and, and got going with it because I was doing a, I was doing the stay at home dad thing for the last basically, you know, three, four years, uh, raising my daughter, Lucy. And as she was getting older, it was like, okay, she's going to be going to school. She's going to be, you know, it's kind of like, I got to figure out something here. I got to, um, you know, I can't do the stay at home dad thing anymore. And, uh, I was like, you know, that real estate thing just really seems to uh, make the most sense for me to do. And, uh, you know, the pandemic came and we were all stuck at home. And so I said, well, if I'm going to be stuck at home, I might as well hop on to uh, Stringham and, and do the online classes that they offer. And I did it and uh, got my license last summer. And it's, I'm having the time of my life, man. It's, it's really been uh, a lot of fun. And I mean, it really just comes back to the podcast. I've, I've, I figure I can introduce people to all or introduce the city to all these people. I might as well sell them a piece of Salt Lake City at the same time, right? Absolutely. Makes perfect sense. It works well together. It lets me still do the podcast, but then actually have a, have a more legitimate career, I guess you would say. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. It's, it's a great world. I love doing it. There's so many things to learn. Yeah. And, and helping someone, you know, find their home is a good feeling. All right, you guys, we're going to take just a minute now and talk about one of our awesome sponsors. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've heard me talk about these guys, the Salt Lake Barber Company. Gosh, I've been going to Isaac. It has to be six, seven years now for my haircuts. Always makes me look amazing. Always does a stellar job. I always get compliments whenever I go out and about. Anyway, this Salt Lake Barber Company, they are located at 10 East, 800 South. They offer haircuts, beard trims, straight razor shaves, and they are a true community barbershop. They focus on providing the best work environment possible and allowing barbers to always provide the highest quality experience while in the chair. They take walk-ins if they're available, but why not do as I do and just get yourself a guaranteed appointment? Head on over to their website, saltlakebarberco.com. You select the services you want, the barber you want, and you have yourself a guaranteed appointment. Again, their website, saltlakebarberco.com. Head on over there, schedule your appointment, go look good, go get a haircut, go get a straight razor shave. And you're going to say, oh my gosh, Chris, you were right. I have been missing out. I should have been going to the Salt Lake Barber Company a long time ago. Anyway, many thanks to the Salt Lake Barber Company for uh, being one of our awesome sponsors. 
Let's get back into the podcast. Enjoy. Do you ever like get jealous though of realtors, like even say myself who get to go show homes all over the Valley versus just being stuck where you're at? Yeah, sometimes I do. There's so much that you guys do because you have to do that. I don't do because it's done by my office. And so I I feel a little disadvantaged in, in terms of things that I know and know how to do. And so, yeah, they hear all these crazy stories and, you know, I know our products, I know our homes, I know our floor plans are all this, you know, I, they're all the same now. Um, not a ton of variety other than the fact that we allow people to customize anything they want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that just driving around and, and, and seeing different parts of the Valley and the state, uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be kind of fun. I think I would enjoy that. Like I say, I, I love what I'm doing, but, but you know, to be a, a little bit farther and, you know, do something in St. George and then up in Logan would be kind of fun. Well, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not driving all the way down to St. George. I mean, well, that probably saves miles on your car though. I mean, you probably aren't putting a bunch of miles. No, I, you surprisingly, I've, I got about 85,000 miles on a truck I bought three years ago. I'm driving that sucker into the ground. Oh, wow. So yeah, that's, and that's just primarily Utah Salt Lake County. Wow. So yeah, I'm still driving. But that's, you know, I like my office. It's a great view. There's a, I have a couple of questions here, Brian, I like to ask to kind of get to know the, the guests uh, that we bring on here a little bit better, um, sure. you know, just kind of uh, different random questions. Uh, but what is the most memorable concert or sporting event that you've been to? Ooh, is concert. There, is there one that pops mm. out, you know, concert or sporting event? Okay. Memorable, not my favorite band, but memorable. Yes. Uh ACDC at the Salt Palace when the Salt Palace existed back in like 91. Oh, wow. Uh, three, there was a, there was like, I was like front, it was the mosh pit type. There was no seats then. It was just a metal fence. Yeah. And there, the crowd that, you know, they were just shoving and pushing and it just got out of hand and three kids were killed. No kidding. And I was right in the middle of that. And that was the most scary, helpless feeling I've ever, ever had by far. That was frightening. Yeah, but ACDC, so, though, in concert, though, that, that had yeah. to be. I mean, mine is, I, you know, I'm not trying to discredit what happened, point. but I mean, the show must have been good. It was phenomenal up until that point. Then it was a little, you know, it was a you know, yeah. dark cloud over it. So just, uh, it was madness. But I used to hit every concert and, so like when I was going to Utah State, I hit our I was a I was a headbanger, the long hair, the mullet, you know, the whole no 80s, kidding. 90s. Yeah, it was frightening. I would not have fun. guessed that about Brian. I'll send some pictures to you. You'll you'll laugh. What's your all time favorite band? Def Leppard. No kidding. Yep. Has been since eighty three and I love tons of different kinds of music, but they something about that band when they it just gives me the chills to this day. I don't know what it is, but you know, I find myself going down YouTube rabbit holes all the time with videos and things and interviews. So no, just, it was a memorable time and, and there's still, you know, their hysteria album from 87 is my favorite. Love it. So you probably still try to catch them every time when they come to USANA or something. Right? You know, I, I don't do concerts that much anymore. Um, it just, uh, I think after that ACDC one, it kind of freaked me out for going to shows. 
I, I could imagine. I could imagine. So, so I'd rather just listen to them. And then, you know, live, they just don't sound the same anymore. Yeah. Poor guys are worn out, but they still put on a great show, but they're just a little worn out. But so there you go. That's my favorite band. <laughs> if you could learn one random skill, what would it be? One random skill. Yeah. I mean, I've had people tell me anything from learning an instrument to like learning how to be a ventriloquist or, you know, I think, uh, like a public speaker would be a, that would, that's something that I've wanted to do, but not enough that I did anything about it yet, you know, or do a play be in a play. Have you ever been in a play? Never been in a play. I've done some film production stuff, okay. uh, some background acting in a small speaking role with, you know, some of the, the, church films yeah. here locally um but a skill yeah i don't know superhero would, skill i don't know that would be cool though man that would be cool yeah what would done, be, i've done a lot of stuff what would be the first thing you would do if you won the lottery get out of debt pay off my house i, As like, I, I pay off my house i like that i like first that. thing and be free and feel true freedom that would be the first thing and then there'd be a long list after that <laughs> If if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Buffalo Buffalo Wild Wings. Okay. They're 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 uh Parmesan garlic. That's pretty magical. Okay. Okay. There you go. You got an answer out of me. <laughs> I have a few uh like Salt Lake City related questions that we um ask on every episode now granted i i realize you're you're more utah county so let's even try to gear this towards utah county you know i'm trying to i'm trying to broaden this out a little bit with this podcast you know it's like hey we you know we're more than just salt lake city here but, you're gonna have to change it to i am utah yeah well no really i mean you know i mean well we've had quite a few people from the utah county area through here but no, uh i think it's a great name keep it as it is you can still reach <laughs> out to other parts of utah you know, but yeah. Let's say, okay, let's say someone was visiting your area for just the weekend. What would you tell them to do or check out? Or what would you, like, is there anything you would show them or, or take them on a tour of doing? Um, Like nature-wise, yes, I would say go hike Mount Tempanogos. Okay. Or Mount Nebo, for sure. Those are amazing hikes. And it can be done in a day. Um, You know, the Alpine Loop going up from American Fork over into Provo Canyon. That's amazing. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, the, the, the Nebo loop over, you know, Payson Canyon. Those are always amazing. Just getting up in the Hills. I don't say you, you visiting Utah lakes, kind of a letdown. It's just a puddle, <laughs> but uh, I guess we're trying to clean it up, but it's, it's kind of a puddle, but it looks pretty though. It's nature. It from, from yeah, certain distances it does. Yeah, like when I'm coming coming over some of the hills and stuff, heading towards like I-15, and you see Utah Lake out there, you're like, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty. You know, it's got its own beauty. It's it's a it's an interesting body of water, and the fact that it never, the stuff never settles, so you never actually get to see into the water. But yeah, it's still it's a lake. It's nice. Yeah, I'm not going to complain about it. But yeah, that, that would be the couple things I'd say. So I'm going to do. Um, there's like uh, Provo has. Um, uh, dry bar comedy, which is brilliant, brilliantly funny, um, as, as a, you know, like a night, night scene. And, you know, of course, if you're a sports fan, you know, the whole, that whole, that whole BYU thing going on down here, that yeah. might get someone's attention. 
I'm on the fence, so I don't really care. But what would you change? One or two things that you would change. I typically say, what would you change about Salt Lake? But let's say, what would you change about Utah County? I don't know if I've ever asked that on the podcast before. Utah, what would I change? Like, let's say you became the mayor or if you had a magic wand. Is there anything you would change about the area? I would make Utah Lake blue to a magic wand. I'd make it look like Jordan L. Uh, I would grow trees. I would. I, I miss. I love being in Utah, but I miss forests. I miss forests being everywhere. Okay. And, you know, that's just, you know, that's not going to happen, but. If you said magic wand, so yeah. I can I, I would put forests on all these barren hills that just have grass and sagebrush on them. And that I love your response because it, it's definitely like that's why I tell people I say however you want to interpret it. Typically, I like the people that that take it to almost an extent that's almost impossible. Yeah, <laughs> you know. What about one or two favorite local eating spots? Any favorite uh, places that you like to go eat? Um, there is one in Provo called the happy sumo okay yeah that's a good one that's a good you know for i hate sushi but they have other things besides sushi but they do that very well um and you know i'm a big fan of in and out okay so i love some in and out too in and out it's it's inexpensive it's good and they have three items on the menu or four and i love that about them because i go to a these, some of these places and I get menu fatigue and my brain just shuts down. There's just too many choices. I go to in and out one, two, three, four yeah. done. So that's yeah. In and out. And then with spring and summer right around the corner, is there anything that you're looking forward to or any, any activities or just anything in general? Mountain biking is always a good one. And I, I, I do mountain biking and road biking. So I, I like to just get out and, and go and there's, there's trails everywhere. That's the beauty. I mean, there's canyons. There's Spanish Fork Canyon. There's Payson Canyon, Santa Quin Canyon, Provo Canyon, Hobble Creek Canyon, all these places to go. There's so many places to just get out. And we're the, nature is just so close to us. It's it's a little ridiculous how little I actually get into it because I live here. And look at that. You said you had no hobbies. Mountain biking's a hobby? It, well, it was until I crashed last summer or last September, and I, I'm recovering from shoulder surgery still. So, Oh, that's right. That's it, right. I remember last time I saw you, you had your shoulder all bunged up. Yeah. Yeah. Was that for mountain so, biking? Yeah. That was mountain biking, and I wasn't even doing anything cool or sexy or risky. Nothing. Just sort of fell off. <laughs> just being an old man. Huh? Just, just being an old man. It's like slipping in the shower. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. No, I've it's done that, sexy. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I was bending over and I tied my shoes and threw my back out. I, I've done that. I've done that when it's I've crazy. tried to tie my shoe. I'm just like, what is going on here? I gotta, I gotta get in shape or something, you know? Cause your brain's still 27, but yeah. your body's like, yeah, no, not so much. <laughs> oh, Brian. Now, how can our listeners connect with you, man? Like what's the best way? I mean, let's, let's give some, your links, uh, even your podcast. Let's kind of run down all that again, as we kind of wrap this episode up a little bit here. Well, I have, I have a, a Facebook page for my podcast on Facebook and Instagram, just perish the thought. Uh-huh. And, um, that's probably the best way really. If somebody wanted to yell at me, it's always fun. And then they could just find your podcast in probably however they're listening to this podcast. Yeah. They can probably like Apple Podcasts. Yeah. It's on it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. That, those are the two main ones. It, it you know that software you use puts it on eight others, but I don't know what they are. Castbox or yeah, other things like that that I've never even really heard of, but it puts it out there. You know, or uh, or my emails, uh, 
briankethparish at gmail. Okay. But uh, usually when I do like an interview, especially if I know it's going to be kind of controversial, I will reach out to my, you know, my, my viewers and, and, you know, ask them if there's any questions they want me to ask that, you know, that I might not think of. And that always can be kind of interesting. Okay. And where do you do that typically on Facebook or just, just on my, on my you know, Facebook or Instagram, I say, Hey, I'm going to re- interview this person next. What do you want me to ask them? Yeah. You know, and sometimes I'll use the question. Sometimes I won't, but that'll just, just asking that always, always seems to bring out some interesting discussion with people. You know, I used to do that for I am Salt Lake. I should start doing that again. I used to be like, you know, let people know who I was going to chat with and if they had questions and it's fun a little just to get another perspective on, you know, maybe a question I wouldn't even think about, you know, think about asking. Yeah. Just to just to kind of you know, enhance the conversation and you know, I've I've realized that people are less willing to just talk to each other, especially if they disagree. And I'm, that was one of my goals for the show is, is to do interviews that are uncomfortable for me, uh, just so I can learn. Dude, that would be an incredible podcast premise to just do a podcast with people that you normally wouldn't talk to and that make you so uncomfortable, like completely opposite political views, completely opposite yeah, every view, you know, talking to people that think like me is boring. I, I mean, I did one a few months back, um, I have a friend, I've never met him in person, but he's my social media friend and he calls himself the liberal atheist geek. And for years, I just, I mean, everything he said, I hated it, but I never, I always just listened and he wasn't a bomb thrower. He was relatively respectful. So I've always just kind of kept him around and, and engaged with him. And every time I post something, I know he's going to chime in with something I maybe didn't think about and I might be butthurt about it, but I'll listen. And, and so I had him on, I've had him on a couple of times actually to talk about critical race theory because when, you know, a year or so ago when that was just all over the media, I said, come on, let's talk about it and, and just give me your perspective. And it was, and it, it was really fascinating and I didn't argue with him cause I don't really, you know, he's a very good debater and he does his homework and I didn't want to argue with him. I was just letting him talk because for the most part, no one can really say what it is. Nobody really knows. Yeah. So I'm, and so still things like that. Yeah. Um, I, I want to do more of that <laughs> just because it, uh, it stretches my brain and, and interviewing people that I agree with is frankly kind of boring. All the time. <laughs> I like your style. I like your style. It's fun. I enjoy it. Anything that uh, you were hoping that we would talk about before we wrap this episode up, Brian? I mean, you've been you've been a heck of a conversation. I appreciate you taking some time out of your evening to uh, to chat with me for a little bit. Oh, it's it's been just been fun catching up to you. I enjoy talking with you. You are a very good conversationalist as well, so I knew it would be pretty easy. But no, I I, I think yeah, I I'd maybe would like to do another one someday. But just I think about how. We're so divided now. It seems like everywhere, everyone just you're you're not you know like say Utah, you're not Mormon enough, you're not anti-Mormon enough, you're not left enough, you're not right enough, you're not conservative enough, liberal enough, whatever enough. And we start we, we're putting everybody into these boxes so we can understand them. And oh, you're you're that, you're this kind of person. And even I even had a, one of my coworkers. She said, "Oh yeah, you're totally you're totally on the left." I'm like, well, I've never been accused of that before. What makes you say that? 
say, well, you, you have a, one of your kids was, you know, talking some leftist stuff and you agreed with one of their ideas. So you're totally, you know, she put me in that camp so quickly. And I said, because I was discussing an idea that you didn't agree with, I'm in that camp now. And we do that so often. We It's called othering. I don't know if you're familiar with that. No, I haven't heard so that term it's, yet. No. It's those people. It's You see it on the news. You see it everywhere. It's like, oh, those people are that group. And you want to be part of this group. And that group does this. And you don't want to be a part of them because they're destroying everything. And, and we just have forgotten how to talk to each other and try to – without walking away, want, want to kill each other. And it's okay – there's a there's a thinking that if I talk to the other side, that then I've then I'm capitulating or, or giving up my values. I'm like, no, you're not. You're you're just trying to understand how someone you know what experiences someone has has had that that you know have them you know arrive at the conclusion they're they're at in their life. And that would be that would be fun to just do something like that because we just forgot. I think we've forgotten, and it's it's sad, really. Yeah. And it, we just keyboard courage and we just slam each other and call them a name or wind. And I was even talking to my dad recently. And he's like, you know, son, sometimes I get in these conversations with these, these lib, these libs. I'm like, okay, you're, you're name calling. So you've already lost the argument, but these libs. And then afterwards, I think of all these things I could have said to, to win. And I said, dad, is that what it's about? Winning or trying to understand, you know, and have, find some common ground with people. Anyway, I don't think it's a lost art, but it's it's dwindling. No, I I I agree, and I'd love to. Uh, that'd be a fun topic to get more in depth on, or maybe uh, like a panel, you know, yeah. a panel discussion with, you know, someone you know from all these ex- you know maybe not extreme groups, but just extreme maybe viewpoints, or that would be fun to just talk, mm. you know, like an old campfire. something like that i still believe there's hope yeah no i i do too i mean you can't the the moment we give up hope is i mean you might as well just roll over and you know just die yeah you might as well yeah you got to keep going you got to believe that there's a better tomorrow Mm -hmm. so that's one of my goals is just to try to try to teach at least try to try to be that and be an example that you know we still can we can still do that and not want to destroy each other because it's so easy to do that just minimize somebody yeah dehumanize them well thank you thank you for recording with me and thank you for uh doing the podcast with with me i mean i can't urge our listeners enough to go check out uh your podcast um i'll have all those links at iamsaltlake.com with this episode as well as the the episode you did with me the recording uh yeah on there you, know, that you can see was... how amazing you were. <laughs> it's been a minute. I should go back there and listen to that. It's been a minute. Well, I think I know we. I remember that, and we talked about. We started talking about religion or something at the end, and and we ran out of time. But and I was just thinking, yeah, we we could have a discussion about that, especially here in Utah, where there's the dominant religion, and I think that'd be fun. It could be, you know, or the, the ins and outs. The you know, I don't know. I forgot what I was talking about with religion. It was a long time ago, so. <laughs> Uh, but all right so. well th- thank you so much brian hey you're welcome sir it's good chatting with you again and let's do it again sometime all right thanks again to brian Parrish for joining me on this episode of the podcast 
All of the links to connect with Brian, to go listen to his podcast, they're going to be at imsaltlake.com slash 537. It's for episode 537. So head on over there, connect with Brian, and let him know that you heard him on I Am Salt Lake podcast. Hey, one thing before we leave today, I want to make sure that you're part of the I Am Salt Lake podcast Facebook group. Just do a search for I Am Salt Lake community inside your Facebook uh, browser there and join me and the rest of the listeners of this podcast as we chat about everything awesome in Salt Lake City. Hey, I'm here every week with a brand new episode of the podcast, so make sure you're subscribed in whatever podcast app you listen to podcasts in. That way, every single episode gets sent right to your app and you don't miss any of them. And uh, I want to personally thank you. Thank you uh, if you've subscribed to the podcast, because it uh, means a lot to me that you come here every week and listen to the show. So that's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening. You guys have a great week. Get out and enjoy the city. Support local. And we'll see you on the next episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast.